The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, Episode 267. Welcome to The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, where we talk about applying high leverage psychology in your business and life. I'm your host, Dr. Yishai Barkadari, licensed psychologist, private practice owner, speaker, executive coach, and consultant. I became a psychologist to learn how to leverage psychology and help others do the same. For over a decade, I've been tracking how psychology gets in the way of smart and results-driven people. For years, I've developed frameworks and tools to help them leverage psychology instead to launch themselves forward. It's my mission to share my hard-earned lessons with you so you can launch yourself forward too. I can't wait to talk high leverage psychology with you so you can learn to take higher leverage action today. Let's talk high leverage psychology. Last week in episode 266, I shared one decision that can help you skip the weight and make faster growth and change. Today, I'm talking about an unconscious habit that negatively impacts mood and seriously hinders your growth. Plus, I uncover two ways to leverage it for your benefit. Let's play two truths and a lie about an unconscious habit practically every human on the planet has. In case you're not familiar, I'm going to say three things about comparison. Only two of them are true. One of them is a lie. Here we go. Comparison is natural because it's hardwired into our brains. Comparison can make you feel terrible about yourself and the world. Comparison has powerful applications that are single-handedly responsible for advancement. Any idea which one is a lie? Keep your answer in mind, because before I give you the answer, we're going to dig in and talk more about comparison. According to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, there are two definitions for comparison. One definition is examining two or more things to understand their similarities and their differences. The other definition is when we represent one thing as similar to another. In other words, one is an investigation with two or more points of reference. The other is an assumption or guess about how similar something is to something else. Going a little deeper, the theory of social comparison, first introduced by psychologist Leon Festinger, outlines two types of comparison. The first is called upward comparison, and the second is called downward comparison. Upward comparison is when we compare ourselves to someone who's further ahead of us, whether it's in their career, relationship, life, or how many followers they have on social media. People often do this when they're looking for inspiration or motivation. Downward comparison is when we compare ourselves to someone who's behind us in any of those same areas, and of course, any other area. Often people do this when they want to feel better about themselves or superior in some way, which might explain why people who want to start a YouTube channel will watch and follow a channel that has hundreds of thousands or millions of subscribers, and also why so many comments on YouTube videos are critical. It's just the social comparison theory at work. Some people trying to get inspired and others trying to feel better about themselves. Interestingly, 
Sometimes these kinds of comparisons can backfire. For example, when someone compares themselves to a person who's too far ahead, they may assume the differences between them and the other person, the growth gap is too big. So instead of feeling inspired, they might even feel discouraged. Or when people habitually look down on others, they may constantly be worried about whether they're actually better, which ties their self-confidence to being better and could put a lot of pressure on themselves. In other words, when people are constantly making downward comparisons, it can actually create a more fragile sense of self or a more fragile ego. So have you changed your guess? I'll add one more example here because I see it all the time when I work with clients and couples on relationship issues. When we compare in our relationships, we often create a dynamic of pitting feelings, needs, and what's right against each other. A lot of arguments and unresolved conflict boil down to this type of comparison. Like when one partner says, you go to the gym every morning, but I have to make breakfast for everyone, walk the dog, and take our son to school. The time, energy, actions, and efforts of one slice of the day are being compared to each other, even pitted against each other, like they're in a death cage match. And in that way, just constructing or talking about it that way, the language makes it so that only one of them can survive or come out of that kind of argument a winner. I'm not surprised when both partners dig their heels in and fight for their lives, even over something seemingly innocuous. Because it isn't just about who walks the dog or drops off their son. It's about winning or losing. Winning means you get your way, and losing means you're worse off. It's about experiencing or feeling that you're in a relationship where one of you has to lose for the other one to win. One of you has to sacrifice or compromise for the other one to gain. Which is what I help couples notice and recognize in terms of how comparison is actually secretly undermining their relationship. It makes them really competitive or pits them against each other instead of working cooperatively to solve challenges, problems, or issues in a way that creates more win-wins. And then, of course, we go about the process of helping them change how they think and communicate so that they can solve those problems together and create those win-wins. That way, They don't have to fight to the death because losing is the end of being able to have what they need. And well, just like that, we've uncovered one of the sentences as true. Comparison can make you feel terrible about yourself and the world, especially when it's done all over the place without intention, without awareness of its implications. So which of the other two is a lie? Let's keep going. Oh, and in case you want a reminder, Here are the other two things I said about comparison earlier. Comparison is natural because it's hardwired into our brains. And comparison has powerful applications that are single-handedly responsible for advancement. Now I'm going to nerd out because most of modern life is built on the back of comparison. How? We're going to dig into a few examples. First of all, let's look at medicine. Almost all, if not all, medications Medical procedures, techniques that are used today undergo rigorous research before they get approved, which are often referred to as clinical trials. What they're looking for is the benefits and potential risks of using a specific treatment. And how do they do that? Well, they compare. They compare people who take a placebo, which is basically a sugar pill, to people who take a medication to treat a particular disease or condition. 
They might use fancy math and statistics, but the bottom line is that advancements in medicine are driven by comparison. The same is true for business. It's especially common and used a lot in marketing and advertising, where multiple versions of an ad or campaign are released and meticulously tracked to see which ones work best. In other words, they're comparing. Then the best one is pushed even further and harder, and they drop the underperforming one. And of course, they rinse and repeat that over and over and over again. Sometimes they use fancy acronyms and visualizations for the data, but ultimately, it's all just comparison. In fact, most of science leverages comparison in one of two ways. One, to learn and understand something more deeply. Comparing an orange with nothing gives you very little information, but comparing it with a tennis ball will really help you get a deeper understanding of both. And the second way that science leverages comparison is to figure out what action or intervention to take to get a more desirable outcome. And that shows up often by comparing two medications or two doses of medication to help figure out which one is going to lead to the better result. And just like that, we've uncovered another one of our statements as true. Comparison has powerful applications that are single-handedly responsible for advancement. But before we get to the lie, I really want to highlight this because it's actually critical to understand if you want to avoid the negative impacts of comparison and leverage it for yourself personally or professionally. When you realize that comparison has two use cases, you can become aware and intentional with when and how you think and compare. Coming back to social comparison theory, psychologist Leon Festinger believed that humans have an innate drive to evaluate ourselves. One way we sometimes do that is by comparison with others. Sometimes we use comparisons to understand where we stand as a benchmark or to learn how to become better. Which brings us to the lie. Comparison is natural because it's hardwired into our brains. As it turns out, that's not as true as it might seem at first glance. While lots of people are constantly making comparisons, it's not just hardwired into our brains like some ancient, outdated piece of biological hardware that serves no useful purpose. In fact, I believe that every time a person's brain is making a comparison, it's trying to do what Festinger said, figure out who we are, where we stand, or how to grow. So when your brain is bringing up a comparison, come back to the two use cases that I shared with you today. And here's how you can do that. You can ask yourself if the comparison is trying to show you something about yourself. Is it trying to give you information or data through that comparison? Maybe it's trying to help you learn you need a change in your morning routine because it's not working for you anymore. Or you can consider that comparison may be trying to help you figure out how to grow, how to become better, faster, stronger, how to move forward in your career faster or how to strengthen your relationship. And on that note, I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. If you learned something valuable today, take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It helps grow the show and gives more smart, high-performing, results-driven people like you the ability to learn and apply high-leverage psychology to your business and life. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai podcast is produced by Dr. Yishai and PodTech. Music by www.purple-planet.com. 
Dr. Yishai is a psychologist, but not your psychologist. The conversations and content of this podcast do not contain or create any psychology practice, diagnosis, or therapist-patient relationship with the guest or listener. The information contained in this publication is for general informational purposes only and shall not be relied on or construed as coaching advice or therapy. So do your own research before using anything from this podcast. Thanks again for listening. I hope today's episode fulfilled my mission to help you leverage psychology better in your business and life.